0: What's going on, people? Little driblets. Back again. Back again. Another week. Another week of madness, goodness. I don't fucking know. It's been pretty good, I guess. Hope everyone out there is doing all to right. see if this thing is going to work. Now it seems like everything's good. Um, Things are good, man. Sun's shining. Weather's getting better here, and... Uh, SoCal, not that it's ever very terrible, but it's like 82 degrees and sunny today, so for those of you, uh, you know, Midwest peeps or whatever, it's, uh, gotta suck for you guys. It's beautiful fucking here. Um, yeah, that's a dick thing to say. Hey, I don't tell you live there. So, uh, so what's been going on? Not much here. Um, Lots of, lots of, uh, you know what I noticed lately? Uh, lots of, uh, customized license plates, right? And not that they're terrible. I mean, some of them are fucking terrible. And some of them are useless. You could say useless. I'd say useless. I think most of them are really, I mean, we all know the point of license plates, right? I mean, it's for the fucking government to fucking track your fucking car. No, it's, uh, you gotta, you gotta have license plates, right? Especially here in California. It's like here, I don't know if other states have, but here in California, you have to have your front and back license plate. And I've seen some like vanity plates, which in LA is weird because they have, uh, two, there's two or three companies that you just see like where people buy their fucking cars. And it's their the logo of that. Company in lieu of license plates, and uh, I knew a guy who had one of those cars. And I always meant to ask him why, you know, why he never changed it. And for whatever reason, whenever we hung out, it didn't. It never came up, and I always meant to, meant to ask, and I always forgot. But I, it always has intrigued me why you can get away with that. I mean, I understand, like, oh, you don't know, maybe they just bought the car, but the. The idea too is like, well, what if they didn't? Like this guy, he'd had it for a while, you know. And you're supposed to put your license plate on right away. But I mean, I, I don't know. Whatever. That was. That's that was just a random thought of like, why did it? You know, why do some people in LA get to get away with that shit? I imagine there's probably like, um, it's probably like a celebrity thing, you know. So you can't fucking track them. Um, but I have, you know, you've seen some pictures with like celebrities and they have. Uh, it will have like their license plate, but it's blurred out. So I, I don't know. I think it's silly, but it's, I mean, it's cool if, if that's what it's for, I think that would be an awesome safety measure for celebrities. If you could do that. Cause yeah, I mean, you don't want random people showing up at your house, you, you know, although they still do. I mean, what, there was a, that, that uh, is it Kesha? Who's Kesha? That, uh, I think it's, I think it is that girl Kesha who like showed up at Prince's house randomly like when, before she was a star, she just, I imagine a lot of people knew where he lived in his town, but I don't know that she was from that town. I think she was just passing through on her way out here and he was in, you know, cause he lived uh, back East in Minnesota and it, yeah, Minnesota, and probably, he probably, he probably had like the only purple house on the block. So that's how you could tell it was fucking his house. But in any case, um. Yeah, she broke in and I don't know if she stole something, but I think he caught her in there and then she just kind of said something to him and then bounced. So I would imagine a safety precaution, like not having your license plate for the Freedom of Information Act so people could just check that shit out and come check you out. That's probably a good safety measure, but I don't know why that, that's why they do it. That's just an assumption on my on my part. In case the whole reason is so I was driving around, I so noticed like a lot of a lot of uh, vanity plates is what they're called, and um, so I'm all I'm, I'm hip, says of vernacular, just so you know. But I, I saw the I saw this stupid ass one, and, and it was F K E N W.
1: Z is that
0: it? I think it was just the six letters, if I remember correctly. But it's basically a fake news, right? Like, oh, fake news. It's like, what's fake news about your fucking Toyota Camry, bro? I bet it's really a Camry. Is that not? I mean, it looks exactly like a Camry. It's got all the decals for a Camry. Like, what's fake news about your fucking Toyota Camry? You know, or are you trying to tell people that you, you watch fake news? I mean, it's not like you had, you had those letters out there and then put like a red slash through it. Like you're like, you know, super no fake news, you know, like you just, it just says fake news, you know? So what the fuck? And it was one of those, the one, now you can get them. They used to be old school license plates, which were fucking awesome. On like uh, like hot rods back in the day, um, it was it was black and yellow, right? So, you know, is this guy like, is he calling Steeler fans fake news? I I don't know, I have no idea. Just like it, I was driving for like twenty minutes trying to figure out what the fuck is fake news about his car and why? Why would you put? First off, to me, why the fuck would you put it? Like I don't get it. Why are you putting fake news? What what kind of jackass is out there going like oh I just want my I want everybody to know that, <coughs> that all I watch is fake news right like or you, the transverse you're you're the jackass out there completely denying it fucking newsflash nobody wants fake news nobody wants made up bullshit in their news which is why everyone gets so upset when people misreport stuff or all the nonsense about Anderson Cooper standing in fucking so, so much of water when his uh, cameraman was, you know, not that deep. And it's like, oh, you know, and again, I don't give a shit. I think it's silly that the that, that arguments out there, but you see the picture and yeah, OK, clickbait. You're like, oh, he's reporting fake, you know, a fake story. He's saying it's worse than it is. No, what probably happened is he's standing in a good spot and got his cameraman to a good spot where the camera and equipment wouldn't be so close to the fucking water. And he's saying it, he probably could have said, and I didn't watch it, you know, um, just haven't seen it because it it irritated me when I saw the picture, but he could have easily just fucking said or been saying like, you know, things are, things are bad out here. There's lots of, you know, water. It's, it, in some spots it's as high as my waist, which as you can see I'm standing in. It's it is as bad. There are places that aren't this bad. If you're in this whatever area, you know, just make sure you know that it can get this deep, especially if you got little kids or, or whatever. You know, nobody knows what the fuck he was or you, I'm sure they do now, but at the time nobody knows what he was thinking, right? So who gives a shit? Who cares? Right. And wh- what's it going to tell you? Like, oh, the uh, tornado is bad. Duh. Duh. Like, you know, it's fucking bad. So w- what is fake about what he's telling you? Like, oh, well, he's he's faking that it's worse than it is. Here's the fucking here's the reality. Right. If you are living in that area. It doesn't fucking matter to you if it's one foot of water over covering the whole fucking town. Or city or fucking region or four feet. Not one bit does it fucking change what you're doing. You gotta work your fucking ass off and get that shit taken care of, get it cleaned up, and gotta start figuring out rescue fucking efforts. That's what you're thinking about. You might give a shit a little bit if you break the boat out and you're like, oh hey, I only got the outboard. Might hit some ground if we get too if it gets too shallow. Oh well, hey if you hit some ground, you you hit some ground, right? Oh, I'm sure the people that, uh, you know, you're rescuing with your fucking, with your boat aren't going to mind. Oh, hey, we're getting a little too heavy. Okay, well, it's a foot of water. Let's jump out. Let's try and push this thing, right? But instead, we're worried about, you know, oh, is he lying about this story? That's stupid fake news, fucking Toyota Camry bullshit, fucking stupid, you know? And, it just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just set me off. I thought it was fucking funny. Now I laughed for a while because I just thinking about this guy's fucking Toyota Camry, like, like underneath, it, you know, like what if it's, what if it's emotional, like if it's, um, what I was thinking was, what if it is, for him, you know, it's, it's, he's trying to let the world know, you know, he's putting up a facade, you know, like really, it's not a Toyota Camry, it's like a fucking a Daewoo Lanos or something. And he, he and he's the only one who knows, right? So he's just putting out that fake news. So he's the only one that knows that his Daewoo has these Camry stickers all over or Camry fucking decals all over it. And uh, it just, it hurts him every day. But man, who knows? Maybe he's aspiring to fucking someday have that Camry. I mean, it looked like a Camry to me. You know, I... I don't know. I mean, who who am I to deny? You know, and I'm not trying to put anyone down. That's got the got the Lannos, dude. Them Daewoo's were the shit. That's why they're not around anymore, because they were so cool. No, that's that's not true. I and just kidding. Some of those were, were kind of dope, but uh, yeah, It could have been anything. Like I, I don't get I don't get the issue with the fake news. That I what I'm what I'm getting is I didn't understand his fucking license plate. Okay, I get it. But again, why are you putting that kind of shit out into the world? Like, what do you what are you trying to tell me? Because you don't buy people buy you think you're buying a license plate or you're getting a license plate for you, the car buyer, but what you're really doing is getting it so other people can see it. Because they're the ones who fucking see it. You don't nobody sits in their living room looking out at their car like, Oh, I love my license plate. There is nobody doing that. Nobody is out there just scoping out their fucking license plate and so stoked that they got it, you know? It, it, it It's not happening. And if it is, you have issues that I cannot help with. But I laughed at that guy for a little while. And again, you know, I'm just driving around to see more and more. And I was like, I saw one that was like pretty cool that I thought that kind of hit on my theory about it being for somebody else, right? And maybe somebody bought this for their, you know, they bought it for their spouse, right? And uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool, and I thought that, like, even if it was for one specific person, you could see that when people are driving by, it, if they they read it, and then it's it's it, some cool to them, you know. And basically, it was a heart, and then it said it was "You are heart." You are S M L S M Y L. Love your smile. Who doesn't love that? Who doesn't want to hear that shit every once in a while, right? Oh, I love your smile. That's it. Like, come on. You know? I just... I don't know. I thought it was nice. I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, kind of cool. And it, it just made me think, like, okay, so yeah, I mean, you are getting that for probably the person you bought that car for or, you know, your spouse that's your guys' car together. But, you know, maybe that's something you say to her, you know, that you love her smile or you, maybe she says it to him or she says it to her, you know, it's 2018. You know, take your colloquial fucking thoughts about love, throw them out the window. Okay. Um, but I, I thought that was great. I thought it was cool. You know, it's a cool little license plate, which is, you know, again, I drive so much. That's pretty much what I get to see license plates and, and buildings. Um, but I saw one, another one that kind of, that made me laugh too. Cause I was thinking about the love the whole, you know, like love your smile one, which is obviously for somebody else. And then I thought like, or excuse me, then I saw this one that said, uh, it just said Don, B-O-N, space Bob, B-O-B. And I thought like, did these guys buy it for each other? Like, are, is it two gay guys you know, rocking this, this F-type and they're like, hey, uh, hey Don, yeah Bob, uh, I got you a license plate. Oh, that's cool for for the F type. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for the F type. Why'd you give me a last play? Oh, because I want everyone to know that that you that you know, I'm I'm Bob and you're Don. Yeah, but but you mean like the like everybody? Yeah. No, 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 everybody. When you drive, when you drive. I mean, I'm getting it for you. Yeah, but but Bob, we know we know each other. I know I know that you're Bob. You know that I'm Don. Yeah, yeah, I I know, I know, I know. But I want you to see it. In the car, well, yeah, but I can't see it because I'm going to be driving. Yeah, but but you'll know it's there. You'll know that it says Don and Bob. Yeah, but we, yeah, Bob, we already we already know. We already know each other, obviously. It's it's me and you, right? Well, yeah, yeah, but they don't know that. Who they? Who the people that you're driving? You know, either behind or in front, they can see the license plate. So you want, Bob, you want people to, you want everyone to know that it's, what, just Don and Bob's car? Well, yeah. You want Don and Bob's car to be known as Don and Bob's car? Yeah. Well, why? Well, I thought it was cute. You know, it's cute. It lets everybody know that, you know, it's us. Don and Bob. Before we get there, or because when they get there, they're gonna know when we get there, they're gonna know it's us. Well, yeah, but this way they know when we get there, but they already know that it's us because we're gonna be there. Don, I don't understand why you have such a problem with it. But, Bob, the reason I have a problem with it is because I don't understand it, I don't get it. Don and Bob, what I I mean, are we just going to spend extra money every year just to have this license plate? Well, if you don't like it, we, we don't have to have. No, 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 it, It's fine. It's fine. I just, I just want to know. No, what, well, what I'm saying is we don't have to have it. No, I know. I, that's not what I'm saying, Bob. I didn't say that, Bob. No, Don, I feel like that's what you're saying. And in my fucking head, this is the conversation that goes on. This is the stuff I think about all the time when I drive. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because I don't understand why the fuck you don't want to have that license plate. I, I do not get it. I don't get it. Somebody does. Somebody enjoys it. Two guys. Two guys enjoy it. They have to. They're in love. Jesus. Jeez Louise, huh? That one went deep. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's That's pretty much what I got when I'm driving. But, uh, what else is going on this week? I started, you know what? I started, no, I'll tell you guys that story later. The, um, anybody watched the, uh, jumping over to, uh, to UFC? Perfect segue, as you guys can tell. Excuse me. Um, anybody watch the Connor Khabib showdown, uh, yesterday? was that Thursday? Uh, yeah. So i mean, I watched it. I watched some of it. I thought, I think, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting fight. I think if Khabib gets out of the first round and doesn't catch any, um, of McGregor's big left hands, which really is all he's kind of bringing to this fight. If he doesn't catch any of those big left hands, the, I think, I think McGregor, I think Khabib can take it. Uh, now if McGregor can drop those lefts that he has, I mean, the guy, I mean, there's no fucking doubt the guy's powerful. And anyone on any given day, you know, these fighters at that fucking level can be taken out with a single punch. I mean, you saw what he did to Jose Aldo, you know, um, I don't want to even talk about his fights against Nate because they're at this point they're inconsequential. The only thing that I will say regarding the fights is the first fight with Nate when he was when he got gassed and he tried to take him down. Granted, he was gassed, but his takedown, even attempt, was it didn't look that good. Didn't look solid, and if uh, he's not. You he can't. He got away with it, in a sense, because it's Nate. I mean, Nate obviously knows how to fucking get out of it, but Nate doesn't necessarily care to do that. He wanted to stand and bang with him. He was trying to prove fucking point that first one. Um But in this, in this one, he won't be able to get get away with that kind of shit. It won't be sloppy, and he won't be going for the takedown. Um, just for the fact that, Khabib definitely wants it on the ground. I think he's not i don't think he's bothered at all by the by the talk from mcgregor i mean yesterday's show it was like a fucking hour you know basically a fucking one hour fucking ad for um what district 19 or whatever the fuck this guy's new uh, whiskey is um yeah it, that's what it looked like to me it was just like one big advertisement, he kept doing it. He was doing the Conor thing, he was being loud, trying to talk over Khabib, which is fine. It's something that Khabib is obviously used to, or Khabib, because he's um, he not rattled. you know, And not that he's got to be rattled to get knocked out. I mean, I feel like uh, when Conor fought Dustin Poirier the first time, or when he fought him, he only fought him once uh, so far, but when he fought him a couple of years ago, he he didn't seem rattled either until they showed like a behind the scenes thing and they were both in like the lobby somewhere together at this hotel just coincidentally and you know, you could see a little bit in Dustin Poirier being rattled because he was so upset, he was pissed off that this guy had been talking so much shit Um. so he you could see a little bit in him I don't see that in, in Habib I think that I think you're going to see McGregor come out swinging in the first round. I don't I don't see him standing back trying to be the counterpuncher. Um not necessarily. I think if if he's planning to do what he wants to do, he'll what he's going to do is come out with a couple of solid jabs and try and get Khabib to to throw something wild so that he can open him up for that left hand. That's it. that's what I see. And if he can land that left hand, if he can land it and wobble this dude a little bit, it could be a fucking very quick night. A very quick night. Um, just for the fact that McGregor's so good, so fast, strong. Um, he's not, I don't think he's giving up much in the height. I think the, maybe an inch or two, it, it didn't look like much yesterday, but granted, you know. McGregor has I think he has, you know, heels on his dress shoes, but you know, who knows? It could that could be fucking half an inch, could be nothing. Uh whereas Habib is he, again, you know, the, the guy is a fucking machine. This guy's trains with people like you know, with top level guys like Luke Rockhold and um Daniel Cormier, both fucking world class fighters. Both guys, you know, have been at the top of the game. Um, Cormier is still there um, presently, and they have both said things like, you know, when they, when they're in, when they're practicing, when they're wrestling, when they're grappling, doing all these things. Um, Habib doesn't lose a round. Habib doesn't lose a round, and it, it doesn't mean much in practice until you realize how much bigger these guys are than him. And the fact that he's not only holding his own but taking rounds from these guys in training that's a that's a big deal you know, and I feel like even though Connor's finally started doing things on the after the second Nate fight, which uh, you know Nate Diaz correctly called him out on saying like you didn't do any you know like you didn't even start doing this shit till i till you know." Until you fought me because, you know, my training and and they're notorious, like, uh, long distance runners, triathletes and shit like that. They're always on their game, him and his brother. But uh, in any case, uh, so as far as this next fight goes, I think it's going to be, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. It always is. It's, you know, grapplers, wrestlers have a huge advantage uh in in these in these fights especially you know i mean look at George St-Pierre his, when his wrestling went through the roof i mean the guy takes people down and literally just will hold him down and you know bang on him a little bit but he's he's you know inching out a win i don't see habib doing that shit i think that it's going to be an issue where he's going to get tagged a couple of times and then it's going to be um just the takedown show i think we're going to watch a constant Take down if it goes a distance. If we get out of the first and he. If Connor comes in throwing those big haymakers like he was doing the second time with Diaz and a little bit that he did with Eddie Alvarez, I mean, he didn't have to do it as much with Eddie Alvarez, um, but he tagged him quite a few times with that, just that stiff jab, which was fantastic. Um, but he. If. Okay, so if he if he ends up trying to do that and trying to stiff arm, I, I don't see those doing a whole lot to Habib. I think he's going to set him up for that big left. He's going to drop that big left, and if he can land it, we could be looking at early night, but if he doesn't land it a couple of times and Habib is faster than we think he is at this point because – I wouldn't say he looks stiff. Uh, he does look calculated in the sense that he always looks like he's ready for anything. But he also looks like he's not scared to take a punch, which is that's Conor McGregor's bread and butter. He wants you to stand there, which is why Nate Diaz did so well. He wants to stand and bang. The difference is the second time, you know, yeah, he was prepared for a bigger guy, and he's you know taking him down. Which, hey, you know, he knocked him down a couple of times. Fantastic. The first fight, you know, he, he hit him quite a few times and just somebody being used to, to those stronger punches, those, you know, heavier hands, the the bigger guy, somebody being used to that in a beam, you're, you're going to be looking at a guy who's used to getting hit, you know, this guy's used to getting punched in the dome, fucking guy wrestled bears and shit, you know, in Russia, the, uh all the other fluff, all the other nonsense kind of is going to go away and it's all going to go away within the first minute, you know? And when that happens, you're going to really see who wants it. And Habib obviously wants it. Conor McGregor, he loses this one. I mean, what does it do for him? Like he still gets part of the door. It's part of his production. Like you saying, the whiskey is part of his stuff now too. Um, that actually is sponsoring the fucking fight. So win or lose, his check's going to be, you know, probably 20 times when Habib's is, and that's that's one of those things that he, he'll be able to walk away, and, you know, his next fight, get to say the same thing, like, oh, well, yeah, I lost, but, you know, I've been out two years, I got a little bit of ring rest, maybe, uh, I didn't train as well as I should have, because I had all these other ventures going on, whatever excuse they might use, you know, if he does lose, which... I think he will. I'll call it out right now. I'll predict. I say that he, that he does. I think it's going to come down to that first minute and there's going to be a couple of big, heavy hands thrown. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Connor switched stances and started throwing a big haymaker, right. Um, you know, the guy's pretty lethal with both hands, but that left is the one that's been dropping it. And if you're, you know, at the top of your game, everyone knows he has that left, right? Everyone knows that he can drop that left on him and take him out. Um, And if you're training for that, you won't see the other hand coming. And when you, when it does drop, you know, that can be lights out. Um, But I don't know, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those things again, it's a fight. So you never know. But, but I say if it, if it, if we go past the first minute without, without a wobble, you're going to see a lot of takedowns. I think we're going to watch a whole, whole lot of takedowns and, you know, being held down. You know, if Conor McGregor doesn't like being on his back, he doesn't like, he doesn't like being on the ground. And not that the guys, not everyone keeps saying he's, he has world-class jujitsu. You're going to have to see it against somebody like Habib or like fucking Nate Diaz. uh, These, you know, these jujitsu fucking masters that have been doing it forever. To really kind of say, oh, okay, yeah, you know, he submitted him, you know, I think that to me that that would be <laughs> that would probably be the uh, the biggest upset is if Conor McGregor submitted to be that that right there would be, you know, if, if you're going to put money on it, yeah, I mean, you're gonna lose either way, you might as well put it on something like that. That's a fucking long shot. You know, it's, it just, it doesn't look good. It it really, it doesn't look good for McGregor, but, you know, and he looks too emotional. Just like he, you know, he tries to play into everyone's head and he gets in, you know, quite a bit. Usually he does, you know, there's always his, his certain amount of trash talk. You could see that gets people. I didn't notice it getting to Habib. I thought that if anything, he was more annoyed because he couldn't articulate the way he wanted to about certain things. Um, But I didn't see that as a frustration with Conor McGregor. I saw it as a frustration with just having to speak in, you know, in English, even though he does it a lot. It's obviously, you know, I mean, at one point, he mentions how many languages he speaks, which is fucking insane. Um, But they're both, um, you know, mental guys. They're both like, you know, they study fighting, they they are obviously watching, you know, the tape on each other. They're figuring it out, and they're thinking, like, what's going to be the best game plan? But everyone's talking about this game plan. You know, I'm sure Shop talked about it. I think that uh, everyone's saying the same thing. You know, if if Connor can get those shots in, it's it goes his way all day, um, it, which is what he wants to do, obviously. But if he starts getting taken down and he starts getting tossed around a little bit, you know, um, if you ever wrestled, you know, you know, you get taken down, person taking you down gets a little bit tired, but you get fucking exhausted trying to get back up every time it's a, it's a grind. And these guys, you know, they're, they're elite athletes. It's going to take a little while, especially for Conor McGregor. Now that he's up this cardio game, uh, doing the biking and, and a lot more running, I think. Um, but biking for sure, his cardio game's probably better than it's ever been, you know, but You're also you're also having you know this beast pushing his weight down on top of you, which you're not normally you know doing when you're doing your cardio sessions. And sure, you're training for fucking war, quote unquote. But you're looking at you're looking at somebody who this is I guess what you're looking at is is in some sense you're looking at a guy who has nothing, which Habib actually does. Against the guy who has everything, right? I mean, you look at Dana White, you look at everybody, you look at what was going on, and I mean, everything's geared towards this guy, you know. And sure, I mean, he's a draw, so you can't say so you can't fucking deny him. The guy's bringing in money, he's bringing in dollars. Um, so what what can you say? You just say yes when he says I want X amount of dollars and I want fucking, you know. I, I imagine his guaranteed purse, his guaranteed purse is probably uh, in the realm of two to three million which sounds like jack shit uh, until you realize that, you know, I'm sure, you know, they sponsored it. So his company is getting fucking a a ton. They're going to get a ton of fucking orders soon. Um, Then you're looking at, you know, so that's fucking money in the bank. And then what you're looking at as well is the co-promotion. So he's getting some of the door too. So again, win, lose, or draws, motherfucker's probably – probably walking away in uh, somewhere in the realm about 10 million i would imagine you know and that de- really depends on his guaranteed purse but you know coming off the gate he's got to be making quite a bit you know if it's a co promotion that's what's going on um, which is great you know and that doesn't count that doesn't count as accounts fucking pay-per-view pay-per-view buys or streaming any of that stuff you know, I mean, the guy still stands to make a ton of money, which is fucking fantastic for him. So, you know, I I think that takes some pressure off that he doesn't have to, you know, do whatever. I think he's got a suit line coming out and all kinds of shit, which is great. Again, great for him. But it's you're looking at, at somebody, you know, you're looking at fucking Apollo Creed, you know, in Rocky one. This guy was doing all kinds of shit. Uh, meanwhile, Rocky's fucking literally punching meat in a meat locker, you know. So, is it is it fair to say that Habib has a chance? Of course, it is. The guy, the guy is a fucking animal. The guy has taken down. You know, talk about ally Quinta all you want. This last fight, you know, he didn't get to fight. He didn't get pre- to prepare for that guy. Um, necessarily, so that could have taken him out of it. Um, you know, not to mention that all the shit happened with Connor was at that fight. That was, when he fought Ally Quinta, that that was this shit. That was the uh, throw the, uh, throw the dolly through the bus type of routine. And, you know, listening to him yesterday, using that as, not motivation, uh, he was using it in, in, in a sense of, like, oh, well, you know, you're lucky that's all that happened. Well, you know, Michael Chiesa actually got fucking glasses in, eye, in his eye, you know? So, and he's suing you, which he rightfully fucking should be, right? So, he's, he's fucking suing him. Rose Namajunas, who was a fucking badass, is, she almost pulled out of the fight because she was so, like, stressed out thinking about that fucking dolly coming through the window and this guy is using it as a bookmark like oh you know a bookmark in their history of like oh well if you weren't on that bus like well you're you're, you're saying this you're saying how fucking badass you are the, and he's lucky he was on the bus but the truth is you came with like 40 dudes to a ufc sanctioned event where it was completely fucking packed of people you knew security was going to be there. You knew it was going to be a fucking issue. If you really wanted this guy, and, you know, I mean, everybody's dealt with some fucking tough guy like this in their life where they 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 feel like, oh, yeah, no, I, I'll fucking kick your ass anywhere, anytime, any day. It's like you could have easily gone to the hotel. You could, Your fucking boy, Artem, was there. You could have said, hey, what hotel are these motherfuckers staying at? And we're going to go, we'll meet them there. You know, yeah, I'm flying in. We're gonna go. We're gonna go do this little dust up over there and get it going. But that's not what you did. You know, you you literally fucking went to the one place where you knew you wouldn't get to him because you wanted you wanted it to look like you were going after him. Which, again, as far as marketing goes, you fucking killed it. They're literally using that shit in the fucking promos. And what kills me the most is you listen to Dana White who said that, oh, well, it's part of the story, you know, part of the story leading up to this fight, we, we had to put it in, you know, it's just, we don't ever shy away from that kind of stuff, it's like, really, because not once have you guys put the uh, the John Jones shit in when he, when he killed that lady, you didn't, you guys didn't say shit, he, it was leading up to a fight, you didn't say how stressed out he was, or how it takes away from his training when he's, you know, doing that kind of shit. I don't know. was necessarily leading up to a fight. I think I want to feel. I feel like he was in training camp for that, but I don't remember. It, it was a long time ago. But it was. It's shit like that. You're like, well, is it really? Is it really part of the story? You know, to bring this shit up, it's like the, uh, you know, you're bringing up it. It's you're bringing it up to try and build up a fight. Well, these guys already don't like each other, so, you know, what's the fucking issue? You know, why? 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 why bring that shit up so that somebody like Rose has to see that fucking video over and over again? She knows what happens or she knows what happened. It was fucking, you know, pretty traumatic to her at the time. Like, that's a dick fucking move, you know, and she's also a champion for your company. Like, why wouldn't you be looking out for her too? You know, this idea that you they just keep, you know, going after Connor. It's like, well, yeah, he's a draw, but Okay, again. So if he loses, what? You know, somebody asked me that the other day. We were talking. And they said, okay, so if Conor McGregor loses, what's next for him? Rematch. That's it. That's all he has. Unless he gets so fucking smashed out in this first fight, they're gonna call a rematch. They're gonna call a rematch within a week. That Dana White is not. <laughs> Look at what they did with fucking Nate Diaz. The only reason it took as long as it did to get a Nate Diaz and fucking Conor McGregor's second fight was because Nate upped his price. And they kept saying, well, no, you're still in contract. And he was like, well, fuck that contract. I'm not fighting this guy again unless I get X amount of dollars. Uh, and they tell him, yeah. And so Nate says, yeah, but you got to fly up here and shake my fucking hand so I can see and see you right on this contract or however the fuck they did it. But he made him fly to Stockton. Right? So, he had to go to Stockton to fucking get this shit done, because Nate had the fucking power. You know? Oh, well, we have to get this done. Well, what's the what's the power, really? You know, if you're saying, like, oh, well, no, Connor saw his power. No, Connor had enough power, enough juice to fucking get the fight called back right away. But fucking Nate's the one who said, okay, yeah, let's get this done. I want to make this money, and I want to fucking beat this guy's ass again. You know? So, that being said, if Habib wins. He has no. There's no need for him to want a rematch right away. And he has every right to say no. Be like, no, I don't want a rematch. I'm a champion. That's all I want. Bring on. Bring on the next number one. I just smashed this guy. So he doesn't get to be number one. He doesn't get to be the next one. He just lost. You know, I.e. Dominic Cruz or T.J. Dillashaw. These guys who lose their fucking titles and have to start over. It happens. It happens. I think the only other one, you know, there's been a couple, but like Mighty Mouse might get a fucking, you know, Dominic Johnson, he might get a shot right away, which he should. The guy reigned for like 10 fucking years. The same thing with Aldo. He should have got a fucking rematch right away. But that's not what Conor was saying. Like, oh, no, I just smashed this guy in 13 seconds. I want to move on to whatever. Like, well, he, he was champion for a decade as well. Like the guy, you don't think he deserves a rematch, but... You know, here Connor has been out for two years and if he loses, guaranteed. Mark my fucking words. If he loses, that rematch will be set before they fucking before they hand out the checks for that fight, dude. Before the end of that night, before they know the total fucking number of paper pay per view buys you're gonna know that there's a rematch between Connor and fucking Habib. That's it. That is fucking it. You know and It's silly. It's fucking, you know, but it's the fight game and, you know, when you have a $4.2 billion debt, like uh, ICM, you're looking at like, well, no, I I don't care about championships. I want to make money fights. What's going to be a money fight? Well, we got to do it again. Right? So, once again, the fighters get screwed when they were getting boned, you know, by Dana White and they keep saying like, you know, Dana talks about how much money they fucking make, but every fucking fighter not you know, a champion right now because the champions get a piece of the pay-per-view. But if you're not, you know, you're looking at forty grand. You know, like Habib made the comment yesterday that this is his fourth fight in nine months. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's fucking insane. This is fourth fight, you know, so you're looking at these guys are looking at like forty thousand dollars a fight, literally forty grand a fight. So if you fight, you know, if you fought three times a year, yeah, you're making about 120 grand, but out of that 120 grand, not only are you paying fucking taxes on it, but you got to fucking turn around and pay your team. How many people were there to fucking help you out? How many guys did you train with all year long? Not to mention the six weeks up to your fight. Are you bringing guys in from other camps? So you're paying for their flights and their hotels where they're helping you train. So yeah, you're investing in yourself, but at the end of the day, you know, that fucking 120 K went real fucking fast as soon as you got those checks because you're paying everybody, you know, you're probably paying a year's worth of rent because you don't, who knows where the fuck you're going to be next year. You know, are you, are you, if you fight twice a year, if you fight once a year, that's only 40 G's that's saying you don't get a fight bonus, you know, fight of the night bonus, which is 25 or I think 40 grand, another 40 grand. Let's say it is 40 dude. You are fucking killing me, bro. on your phone um you know but you get the the fight of the night bonus that's 40 fucking g's right so eighty thousand dollars you're looking at 80 grand let's say you know you get your fucking taxes in california you're looking like a fat chunk and that's not and that's saying you didn't get hurt you know i i didn't even throw that in there yet yeah if you get hurt you got to go to the doctor it's not like there's fucking insurance You know, I imagine these guys are paying or maybe I think the Donald's room. Somebody had mentioned that they were talking about some some of this. I don't know that there is. um, And I honestly don't know that there isn't. So I don't want to go too deep on it. But either way, I mean, anybody that has fucking insurance right now, you know what it's like. You still get a fucking bill. Right. I have good insurance and I'll still get a fucking bill. Right. Depending on what it is. So. These guys are high at risk. They're fucking doing, you know, a high-risk job that looks like they can fucking get hurt at any fucking minute and knowingly doing so. I mean, I, I don't even know how you get insurance for that kind of shit. But, I digress. Um, yeah, it just, I, I think it's, it's insane to think that, you know, they're in front of millions of people or thousands, tens of thousands of people and then <laughs> Millions of people are watching it at home and, you know, I, I, I get the undercard, no one's really in there, but when you're in the top four fights for that night and you're not getting part of the pay-per-view, it's it's insane to think that you won and you're still going home to debt, you know, but I guess that's not why they do it, I don't know, And just another random thought, I just, it, it seems... You know, these guys are passionate about it. They're good at it. It's fucking great. And again, you know, I think it's going to be a fucking killer fight. I think if... If it gets past that first minute, it's going to be a real, real interesting fight. It might go the distance. You know, I'm not necessarily putting down Connor's ground game. I don't think that he he's on the same level as Abib. I just think that... I think if, if they're gonna get into a fucking wrestling match, then they're gonna get into a wrestling match, and that'll be fine. And that that'll be interesting. It'll probably be boring as hell, but well, for for most people, but it is definitely gonna be interesting to see that go down. It would be something that you wouldn't expect from Conor McGregor either. You know, he wants to come in, he wants to fucking throw hands, you know. But you know, if he was twenty six and zero, and they only go back to one time where he got rocked, you know, and he got rocked and he got rocked early on in that fight. Uh, I think it was Johnson. Forget who he was fighting. Um, But he got rocked pretty fucking early and then came back to literally hold the guy on the ground and he's punching him in the fucking head, telling him, you know, just to give up. Can you imagine that shit? Like the, the mental, strain of somebody just punching you in the face, telling you to give up. Fuck. I would have gave up. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. Thanks homie. Thanks for this, this proper ass whooping. Oh, that's what it was. Proper 12. That's the fucking name of his, of his whiskey. God damn it. That, oh, how fucking good would that be? If he just, if he's punching him on the ground and he's just like counting it out and then he gets to 12 and he calls it his proper 12. Or when he walks away at the end. Oh, shit. That would be hilarious. It just proper one, proper two, and he's just fucking punching the dude in the face until he gets the fucking 12. They switch his hands, starts over, gets the 12 again. Oh, man, that would be fucking hilarious. Oh, to me, it would be. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, I don't know. I've rambled on long enough. I just wanted to check in. Hope everything's great. Uh, it's been pretty good over here. Like I said, it's beautiful and sunny, just like we like Southern California. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been good, guys. Well, I'll check in again uh, here in a couple of days. I know I was doing Thursday for a while. I'm gonna switch it up. I think I'm just gonna do it when I can. It seems to get I towards the end of the week sometimes I seem to get a little bit busier and drive a little more. So. I think I'm just going to randomly start putting these up do a couple of days. I'm going to try and do a couple of days a week, but we'll see. You know, just like every week, you hear me fucking talk about how I'm going to make this better, but I'm making it better for you. You, my little driblets, I'm making it better for you. All right. Well, I am out of here. All right, y'all. I'm out.